Welcome to Social Capital Expert, a show where we discover the value of social capital and how cultivating strategic relationships is critical to our success. In each episode, your host, Sarah Francis McDaniel, will explore the stories of fascinating people from all over the world to better understand how their ability to build relationships has led to their success. We will uncover tips, tricks, and practical ways that you too can become a social capital expert. Welcome to the show, Nick. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Sarah. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of you starting this thing off. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I mean, it's a little nerve wracking to have someone who's has so much experience with this, but at the same time, I just can't imagine not having you as part of this initial launch. Well, I'm super excited. This is very fun. I'm, I'm, I've been watching and as you and I talked offline, um, I always knew that you'd go in this direction. <laughs> And we'll get into that a little bit further in the show, but I really would love for you to share before we talk too much about what you're doing right now, a little bit okay. more about where you've come from and what's the your background, background, the background story, right? Um, yeah. So as you know, I'm a paint contractor in Denver and many years ago, I started a podcast called Small Business Naked. You can still find it in iTunes. And I did it with a friend and it was really fun. It was so much fun. We would call people from Inc. and Entrepreneur Magazine and just say, hey, we heard about your story. I would love to, we'd love to interview you. So um, the, Brian Scudamore from 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Um, I don't remember his name, but they, one of the guys from Voodoo Donuts when they launched here in Denver, we interviewed him. Um, Heidi Ganahl from Camp Bow Wow. Like just these, these smaller big brands, right? Bigger right. Than, than us, but they were making an impact internationally, nationally, you know? And so it was super fun. We really enjoyed it. I kept getting people that would say, Nick, what, you know, what's your background? Are you, were you a broadcaster? And <laughs> like, no, I'm a paint contractor. I've just, I love talking the story. I've always been intrigued. I've always loved asking questions. And, uh, and so that's where it all started. And that was like, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. And then, um, and then I, my painting business actually got really busy and I stopped doing that initial business. We did get a, a relationship out of that that um, was with another paint contractor, a bigger paint contractor that was in Ink Magazine that was local here in Denver. And we started doing a lot of work with them and we got busy. And this was back in like 08, somewhere around there when the economy was just kind of picking back up. Right. And uh, we did a lot of business with them in about two year period of time. But I thought, you know, I... I need to not have all my marketing eggs in one basket and I need to figure out some other ways to market my business. And that's about the time where actually you come into the story where we had this idea to do lunch and learns for interior designers, right? Um, at, uh, at BAC. And so we had that initial meeting and everybody was like, well, we're going to do this like on an ongoing basis. Right. And um, we're like, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I thought I wanted to do. Right. And uh, that was Ken that would said that. Yes. And, uh, and so then we did that for like a year and a half and we would bring interior designers into Denver from other states like California. Right. And, um, you know, my friend Bobby Burke came out. That was probably one of the yes. last ones we did. And around then I was like, you know, it'd be really fun to kind of marry the idea of that, those lunch and learns that we were doing with that initial podcast that I did, Small Business Naked. I said, I wonder if I could do an interior design podcast. And so that was the launch of the Shays Lounge. Wow. And so we launched that like five years ago and, um, 
and I don't know if you want me to just keep going with that story. Okay. So then we, so I was doing that and then, you know, podcasting when you first start out, Sarah, is a lonely thing. Cause it's like, you know, I don't do the video thing, so I never see anybody. And it, and it was just always me and the microphone. And you don't know if anybody's listening. And, and you're like, <laughs> I hope. And then you would see the numbers. You're like, yeah, people are listening. So this is awesome. But you're getting very little feedback. Um, it's really hard to get interaction with your audience because one of the great things and the bad things in the same time is that people are listening to podcasting while, while they're doing other things. They're driving their car. They're riding their bike. They're out to walk with the dog. And so you ask them to say and say, Hey, connect with me, do this. You know, I'd love to hear from you. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that later. And they never do. Right. And so, um, so anyway, so about eight months in, I was rec- it was recommended to me by one of my sponsors that I go to a conference and, um, I went to this conference. It was called the design bloggers conference. And when I went to that, that was the game changer for me. Like that was the first time I was actually meeting people face to face I met all these people in the industry and then people started asking me to go to other events like High Point, North Carolina and Las Vegas and Atlanta's America's Mart. And um, I didn't meet anybody from KBiz, but I eventually went to KBiz. And so all these places where the designers were and that's where I started to meet really that next level of people. I was meeting the organizers of the event. And then when I went to the event, um, I met all these really influential interior designers like Bobby Burke and Stacey Garcia and just all these people that are in that industry that people know. Um, most people outside of the industry don't necessarily know, but they're like the movers and, sh- and they're the ones that are doing speaking gigs and all this kind of stuff. And they all became friends of mine. Awesome. And so that's was, that was the game changer for me in podcasting. Um, and then we just, then it was easier to get sponsors. And then I was being asked to go speak at different conferences and that kind of brings you up to present day. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And I want to talk a little bit more about how it was those, the game changer was really the relationships that you were able 100%. to hundred percent. Interesting. You know, and yeah. that's kind of the goal of this show is to really just highlight amazing people with interesting stories of success and how they've sort of been connected to their network or how their network was really what led to or their ability to build relationships uh, was what led to a big game changer, as you called it, in yeah. their life. Yeah, 100%. It's the people that I meet along the way. And you can't be, like, we've all gone to the networking events, right? Where the guy's like, hey, here's my card. Here, I'm an insurance guy. Like, call me. Like, <laughs> right. and tell everybody you know about me. And I'm like, whoa, easy there, killer. Absolutely. You know, um, and so... I would go and really I didn't have an agenda other than telling people's story and trying to figure out, okay, how can I connect you? And so then I just, this is the same thing I would do here in Denver, Sarah, when I was doing networking just in Denver. And I would just, then I, I was literally introduced to doing it on, on a, a national scale. And so then I became the connector between brands and the interior designer because they all want to know each other. And so like one of my friends who has been on the show several times, I went to Spain with her, with one of my brands. And then I got, I helped her, I introduced her to another brand. And so then she got her, her own furniture line. So that was pretty cool. Um, and, and so that's, I mean, that's, I'm always asking the question, who do I need to connect you with? Who, where are you trying to go? Right. And so that's, I think, that's the secret sauce, right? You just, you give unconditionally, like 
I don't know if I'm ever going to get anything in, in, you know, back in return, but you just, you just put, you put it out there and you connect them and you know, it's magic. You know, you lead right into one of the things I was curious about was, you know, if you look at that, what would you say? I, I wanted to ask, you said you just would look and you would see how you could connect these people. Right. And then you went right into the fact that it's the giving that it is what's key. What would you say are the key ingredients to building social capital? Building social capital, um, being consistent. Like I think there it's, and that's the funny thing about podcasting, right? There's this term, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but it's called pod fading. And so, so many podcasts get started and then six or seven episodes in, they're just crickets, right? Um, and so it's being consistent. Like, and, and I don't care what platform we talk about, whether we talk about podcasting, we talk about Instagram, Facebook, whatever, like you have to be consistent. And then that leads back to your brand, right? So everything has to be consistent. And so it's fun for me when I go, you know, switch gears and I go back to painting, right? So right. when I'm talking to my customers, when I'm going out and doing an estimate with them, and so often they're shaking their head and they're like, yep, I heard you say that. I heard you, that's on your website, that's in your videos, that's in like, so it's saying the consistent thing. So, you know, you're not, they haven't heard you say a bunch of stuff and then they see you in person and then you're saying a totally different story, right? And so that's, I think, so huge in that, um, what did you call it, social capital? Social capital. Yeah. So it's yeah. being consistent. It's, it's brand consistency. It's, you know, building your personal brand, right? So right. I do so many different things, but I feel like everything that I do is still fairly consistent with what I'm trying to do and what I, and the way and what I tell people. Absolutely. So consistency and showing up consistently. Yeah. Showing up. Absolutely. Like that's the thing, like everybody in this digital age, they just think it's going to be so easy. We'll just stay on social media and we'll just, we'll just do everything digitally. But when I went and I showed up, that's when it was the game changer. Right. And that's where I feel like it's a game changer for everybody. Like whoever's tribe, they're all hanging out at some kind of convention or, or that was the same thing when I started the, the paint podcast. Right. I started going to, um, our paint association expo and I show up and people are like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm talking and having a beer with Nick May. And I'm like, it's just Nick May, right? Like we're just <laughs> having a beer. It's no big deal. And, um, and then when I do events and people come to Denver, the same thing, like it's one thing to just for people to hear you. But then when, when you're your same authentic self saying the same things and, and you're like giving them time, I can remember there was an interior designer I met at, it was like the second time I went to the design bloggers conference and she's not a big designer, but she had been listening to me and I could tell that she had been listening to me and she was so excited. And we were, she literally, her and I were walking into um, a talk and I just sat down with her and we just, you know, we chatted for a couple minutes and you could just, I could just tell that it meant like the world to her. And ever since then I see her commenting you know, consistently on things that I share and sharing things that I share. And so that's where the power is. Absolutely. That's such a great example of how you build social capital. It's sort of these one by one, one person at a time kind of thing. And yet it's this big picture of consistently doing it so mm -hmm. that you can build that influence. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that, Nick. And, you know, I'm curious as you talk, I just hear so much. Um, you, I can tell that you're passionate about this. 
where do you think your passion for podcasting or for getting this message out and helping people has come from? You know, I've always been um, a teacher at heart. Um, I think um, had I redone school, I probably would have been a teacher. Um, I've always wanted to educate people and help people. And it's just kind of in my nature. So, um, and podcast is just giving, has given me that platform in a way that nothing else could have. That's so awesome. I didn't know that about you, that you would have gone back to be a teacher. What kind of teacher do you think you would have been? Um, so actually I always think that, um, I have this thought actually quite often. I still think I, I might do it. Um, I don't know if I, if I have to go back to school, I may, I think you can teach at like a community college and not have to go back to school as an adjunct professor. So that would be fun to teach business. Um, but I would still love to be in a high school setting and go back and be like a marketing teacher because, ugh. My kid had marketing last and I was so disappointed. I was so excited. And then it was like, uh, he was oh, horrible. No. Yeah. Horrible, oh, no. horrible teacher. <laughs> I see you doing both of those, especially marketing. That'd be fun. You'd yeah, it'd be fun. super fun. Maybe you should do that after yeah. you do all this other stuff, which kind of leads us up right now. So currently I know you have like a new project you're working on. I noticed that you have a new company. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about where this whole journey has sort of brought you and where you are now? Uh, and, and you probably only know like maybe one out of like four things I'm working on, but oh we'll just we'll stick with, we'll stick with the, the IMA media thing. So when we started, when I started the podcast, the Shays Lounge, um, I got my first sponsor probably six or seven months in and it was not impressive. It wasn't like, I mean, monetarily it was, I was super impressed I'm, and I'm still with them today and I'm super loyal to them. Literally, I just tell them like, what do you want to pay? <laughs> <laughs> and they tell me what their budget is and I keep them as a sponsor because I love them. But, um, you know, when that very first check came in, I was like, oh, now I have to like have a checking account. So we created IMA Media. I just came up with it probably on the way to the, <laughs> the, way to the bank. I don't know. And um, so that created a whole business in and of itself. And so then we had this idea to launch uh, a student podcast. So we launched... Um, what's called the student lounge podcast and it's interior design uh, an interior design student for students so they interview she interviews a lot of the same people I do but then goes out in the industry and she interviews other students and people from the student perspective and so now we have that sponsored and then I was like uh, I should probably do a podcast for paint contracting and so then we launched the business brush and that one is me I host that one and we have sponsors over there and a lot of our sponsors, the great thing is that we, um, pod, uh, sponsors that I already have go and join our other podcasts. Oh, cool. Then we, um, and then we finally launched a fourth podcast a couple months ago, maybe six months ago, um, called coast to coast design. And that one's super fun. I have two interior design friends that one is in Portland and one is in Aiken, South Carolina. So coast to coast. Cool. And they have completely different interior design businesses. One has a staff of like 34 and the other one has like two part-time people and they're like, they're just complete opposites and they're hilarious. And so we manage that one. And you know, where we're going is uh, we want to continue to add podcasts to the mix and it will be most likely in the interior design space, in the paint space, but it could be anything in home services space really. But 
Um, and we'll probably go more into design and some other things, but uh, we, we have a lot of things in the works. Um, I had a call right before this with a friend of mine that has been in the um, publishing industry. And so she's giving me some advice on how to um, kind of tap into all the people that are getting laid off in the, in publishing. And cause I feel like we could bring somebody on from that with that background and help us get it exposed to more brands. Um, and so we, uh, yeah, so we're going to continue to launch more and more podcasts. We have, um, as you know, uh, we're going to have a meetup here in Denver for people that are interested in podcasting. And, uh, I'm hoping to do that once a month and we will teach people what I have learned, um, from the business side of podcasting and sponsorship. Cause there's not too many people have actually figured that piece out. There's a lot of people podcasting, but not many people are monetizing and we've, figure I always figure everything out just by doing it Sarah like I just don't I don't follow what everybody else does so like the rules that everybody's you know talking about in podcasting and 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 kind of CPM models like I don't follow any of that I just we we just do what makes sense and um so we'll, we'll, we'll teach people about that we'll teach people about this whole setup that we have and um hopefully some people will will find some value in the in the podcast booth that that we've created and and we'll have a, a way for people to rent this out um, so it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to kind of build a community of podcasters here in Denver. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you. When I saw your meetup come by and then I looked and saw that people were already signing up and people are excited about it. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm so in yeah. on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so that'll be fun. Timing is perfect. And it sounds exciting. Uh, we'll have all of your information in the show notes so people can reach out to you uh, awesome. and contact you directly. Do you have any advice for people that are maybe just starting out or who are listening to the show? Um, and maybe don't know exactly what to do next or how to even take the first step for podcasting or for what? Well, I think for podcasting, any advice that you have with podcasting, if you've got some short, quick notes that you can kind of get people moving and also in relationships and building social capital and how you have utilized your network. I think you touched on it a little bit with the connecting people and always looking for an opportunity to add value, but any final thoughts you have on, on those topics? I can't stress enough. Like, don't try and figure out what's in it for you. Like just go meet people, find out what their, what their pain points are. I remember when I was at a networking event here in Denver a long time ago and I met this gal and she was a lawyer and I said, what's your biggest need right now? What you know, how, how can I help you? And she's like, you know, it's going to sound really weird, but I need to figure out daycare. I'm pregnant and I've got to figure out how, what we're going to do. And the funny thing was my, one of my neighbors ha, had a, um, um, she wasn't a nanny. She, she did daycare, in-home daycare. And I knew that she, she had a network around Denver because she was in that. And I said, let me connect you with her. And I bet you she can help you figure that piece out. Like nothing to do with business. Like I'm never going to get a return on that. Right. <laughs> but that's, but that's what I love doing. Like, it's just so fun. I think that's so great, Nick. And you really, it's true when you can add value to people. And I would even put, I would even venture to say that there will be some sort of return on that. It may not be exactly what we think it is. And it may not be a direct correlation with business and your painting business, but somehow when you're good to people, people yeah. are good to you. Yeah. Well, you, Nick, I, you can just tell like when you, when you get around those people that are less like, they're, they're just all about themselves and I don't want to help that person. Right. Yeah, I was just reading something I thought was interesting about givers. And it was a study that was showing that if you have a group of givers and they're all giving, 
they will all continue to give and contribute knowing that all of their needs are going to be met because the other people in the group are givers too. Right. If you put one taker in a group of givers, it doesn't take long for the entire group of givers to stop giving all because mm -hmm. of one taker. I thought it was so interesting. I mean, and I think that's the thing is if we can surround ourselves with people who understand that giving really does come back, um, we can create social capital and create power through our network in such an incredible way. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me on as one of your first guests. I'm very honored and I'm very excited to see where this journey takes you. And I hope that I can continue to help you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And it's been an honor to have you. And I look forward to seeing where we go from here. All right. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you, Nick. That's all for this episode of Social Capital Expert. Please visit socialcapitalexpert.com for show notes, additional episodes, and to see who will be visiting us next on the show. Also, be sure to check out our upcoming Social Capital Mixers. These are events where we can connect in person to build social capital. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you join us for the next episode.